30 Sivan, Lamed Sivan, Tzadik, His Praise, 416. The Rebbe once gave us a proof that the world was created out of nothingness. Were it not for this, how could there be room to hold all the inhabitants of the world? It is an irrefutable fact that the human population is constantly increasing. From any one person, innumerable generations may issue forth, thousands and tens of thousands of souls. If what they say were true, i.e. the theory of the atheists who hold that the world has always existed and that space and time are limitless, the whole world should have been completely filled up by now, and there would not be enough room in the world, finite as it is, to hold everyone, seeing that the population is constantly increasing at such a high rate. Another time the Rebbe gave us a second proof, this time from the dead. When someone dies and is buried in the earth, the size of the earth is increased, however slightly. Even after he rots and becomes just a handful of dust, we must still say that some addition at least has been made to the dust of the earth. By now the whole world should have gotten so big that it reached to the very heavens and beyond, that is, according to the confused and twisted view of the atheists. If so, how could there be enough room in the world to hold the constant and unending increases in the size of the world? for at least something gets added each time someone is buried, and the number of dead is limitless. According to their twisted view, i.e. that the world has always existed, there would be no room to hold them all. Understand this well, because these proofs are conclusive for anyone who is prepared to accept the truth without obstinately wishing to deny it for the sake of it. The first is proof from the living, the second from the dead. However, There is no real need to get involved with proofs and speculation. All we need is simple faith in God. We should believe unquestioningly that God created the world in six days, as it is written in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1 My only reason for recording the above is that they are the words of the Rebbe himself, and it is not right for a single one to get lost. This is why I have not refrained from including these two conversations, in order to pull the theories of the atheists to pieces and show how confused and foolish they are. For if they will examine these two proofs honestly, they will see quite clearly that they are incontrovertible, and then perhaps their eyes will be opened and they will return to the truth. As for us, however, we have no need of proofs, even the proofs given above, for we are believers, the sons of believers, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we believe in God and His Holy Torah unquestioningly and with perfect faith. Faith is the foundation of the whole Torah. As the rabbi said, came Habakkuk and reduced everything to one principle. The tzaddik will live through his faith. Habakkuk 2, 4, Makot, wisdom, His wisdom, 179. Before he passed away, the rabbi said, I have already reached such a level that I can no longer advance while still clothed in this earthly body. I yearn to put this body aside, for I cannot remain on one level. Although the Rebbe attained the highest levels, he still strove to reach the next step. This was true throughout his life. See his pilgrimage to the Holy Land, number 33. He finally reached so high a level that he could no longer advance while still in a mortal body. Therefore, he had to leave this world. He said, I would very much like to remove this garment, for I cannot remain on one level. 
180. I once heard the following from the Rebbe. I saw a new angel today. I know his name and his deputies. These angels are all holding shofars. They first blow a long tekiah, then a staccato teruah, and finally another tekiah. These angels seek out lost things. Many things are lost. This is because of desire. It is written, Ta'avat Rishayim Toved. The desire of the wicked shall be lost. Psalms 112.10 The mnemonic for Tekiah, Teruah Tekiah, is Tarat. The initial letters of the words in this verse are the same as the mnemonic. Ta'avot, Tekiah, Rishayim, Teruah, Toved, Tekiah. It is also written, They shall search and be lost. Psalms 83.18 Even a tzaddik who searches after lost things is himself lost sometimes. Thus, it is written, there is a tzaddik who is lost through his righteousness. Ecclesiastes 7.15 The tzaddik must then repent for the sin that was responsible for the loss. Although the sin was not actually committed by the tzaddik, he is still tainted by it. When he repents for that infinitesimal taint of sin, he is then able to recover awesome things that have been lost. When these are found, there is a great tumult and joy on high. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person, A. 16. There are times when God will bring a number of tzaddikim together in one place, so that the irritation caused by their mutual infringement brings them to fully mature. 17. Anyone who does not delay answering nature's call merits having students. 18. It happens that a tzaddik's fame spreads far and wide, yet afterwards he falls. This is because of his desire for wealth. 19. Anyone who holds God important will record in a book all the names of the tzaddikim, the Mishnaic sages, and the God-fearing in order to remember them. 20. Why do the tzaddikim accept benefits from others so that their family members can live in affluence and splendor? Wouldn't it be better to forego such a lifestyle and not be obliged to take from others? This should not trouble you. For whatever pleasure and broadness the tzaddik experiences expands his soul, thereby providing the Holy One's divine presence with a tranquil place to reside. Therefore, one should never come to the home of a tzaddik empty-handed. Moharan 1, Lesson number 232 1. At the time that a person says, Praise God from the heavens, praise Him, all His angels. Pesuke de Zimra, Morning Prayers. It is appropriate for him to be aroused and to pray with great animation and fervor, since this person with his prayer is calling on all the angels, the seraphim, the ophanim, the holy supernal beings in all the worlds, commanding and enjoining them to praise and to extol God. Lesson number 233. 1. Pure thoughts may be likened to ritually pure animals, while impure thoughts are like ritually impure animals. The battle that takes place in a person's mind between his good and bad thoughts is literally a battle between the pure and the impure animals. Both of these types of thoughts are intentionally sent to a person from on high so that they should duel with each other, since the Holy One, blessed be he, has great pleasure when they battle with each other and when the person overpowers the impure animals and defeats them. 2. It is a steadfast principle that it is absolutely impossible for a person to think two thoughts at the same time. Accordingly, a person can easily drive off evil thoughts by simply sitting and doing nothing. In other words, by simply not thinking that particular thought. Instead, he should just think some other thought about Torah and devotion, 
or even about business or the like. He should simply drag his mind over to some other thought, and in this way he will automatically dismiss the ruminations and evil thoughts that came into his mind. For it is absolutely impossible for two thoughts to exist simultaneously in a person's mind. It has already been explained that a person need not shake his head from side to side in order to banish evil thoughts, since this really accomplishes nothing. Instead, he should just think something different and not look back at all at his Rabbi previous Nachman's stories. The Seven Beggars, The Second Day. He then told them the story. There was a land that had lots of wealth and great treasures. Once the people got together, and each one began to boast about how he lived the good life. Each one related exactly what kind of good life he had. I spoke up and said, I am living a good life that is better than your good life, if you want proof. Let me tell you about a certain land, if you are truly living a good life. Let's see if you can save this land. This land had a garden. This garden had fruit which had every taste in the world. It also had every fragrance in the world. It also had every sight in the world, every color and every kind of flower. Everything was in that garden. There was a gardener in charge of this garden. Because of that garden, the people of that land lived a good life. The gardener then vanished. With no one tending the garden, everything in the garden naturally withered and died. Nevertheless, the people were still able to live from the wild plants that grew in the garden. Year 1. Letter number 175. Your desire for my words is so strong that I cannot restrain myself from writing a little more to encourage you and all those who desire truth on the topic of holy boldness. For right now we require it very, very much, and we must fulfill Avot 5.23. Be bold like a leopard to do the will of your Father in heaven. The Torah was given to Israel only because they were bold. Beitzah 25a. The Rebbe also spoke about this very much, and it is discussed in his holy books. See Likutei Moharan 1.22.11 and 147. It is true that at present it is definitely impossible to really face them with boldness and to say what we really want, since now is their hour, and because of our many sins they are extremely powerful. Nonetheless, even amidst your silence, you must still be very bold. The main thing is to be bold at least in your hearts, and not, God forbid, to be embarrassed of yourselves. As the Rebbe said, what do we have to be ashamed of? The whole world was created for us. Tzaddik, number 112. For even though each person should be embarrassed about his own wrongs, as far as our group is concerned, since we are called after the name of the Rebbe of blessed memory, we have nothing at all to be ashamed of. This is what we have for all our labor. This is our hope and our comfort. This is our salvation in this world and the next forever. The person who is strong-hearted and who is not ashamed in his heart will have God's help to know how to act properly in his boldness against them so that he can answer them back peacefully and yet still pierce their hearts. Thus they will fall before him in their hearts. A person must ask God to help him know how to respond to them properly in order to fulfill Avot 2.19, Know What to Answer a Heretic. Letter number 176. With God's help, Monday night, Tisa, 5595, Uman. Warm greetings to my honored friend whom I love as myself, the learned Reb Shmuel Weinberg. May his light shine. We received your letter on Sunday after the reading of the Megillah, and it gave us great pleasure and joy. It was through your letter that God gave us the additional strength we needed to fortify ourselves and rejoice on Purim amidst sorrows such as these. God save us. 
especially after what happened to us last Motzei Shabbat, the first night of Purim, when a group of scoundrels got together and arrayed themselves against our study hall. They destroyed the door, ripped out four windows, and broke off the shutters and threw them outside. A few of them have been recovered. They took out the chandeliers and the rest of the smaller lights which had been put away inside the lectern. They destroyed the lectern as well and removed all these things that night. We immediately informed the leaders of the city about all this, and they were extremely angry at the perpetrators. They all said that we must file a legal complaint with the governor of the city. But we could not do it yesterday, and today his father, Rav Shmuel Weinberg's father of Avram, may his light shine, sent for the scribes. However, the day passed and they never came. We know, of course, that everything we need is always attended by great barriers, but still, tomorrow we will try again, with God's help, to file the complaint. We hope to God that it will all turn out for the best, that this very event will cause them a great downfall, and they will not be able to terrorize us any more. For the moment, though, we are in need of great salvation and mercy. Our many sorrows have surrounded us on all sides, and each one of us is afflicted, as well as the group as a whole. You can imagine our great delight on Purim morning when I wept out of heartfelt grief and pain. Rav Nussin's Letters, Year 2, Letter number 431 With thanks to God, Thursday, Erev Rosh Chodesh Menachem of 5603, Uman Greetings to my dear beloved son. I sent you an answer from Teplik through the carrier and I arrived here safely on Tuesday, thank God. I have given 20 new rubles to Reb Shaul, may his light shine. You should take five new rubles from it for yourself. Mark it down as money received for the project and take it as repayment for money you lent. The scribe is to receive six new rubles, which were given to me in Teplik toward the Sefer Torah he is writing in Savran. Send these six new rubles to my daughter Hanat Cyril, may she live. In addition to this, you should send her three new rubles from the people in Shireen toward the Sefer Torah, which she should give to the scribe for parchment should he need them for the Sefer Torah. I previously told Reb Nachman, may his light shine, to tell you that, if necessary, you should give money for parchment, and I am now sending three new rubles for this purpose to my daughter. If, in due course, the scribe needs more, you should give a small sum on my account. I do not think you will need to, though, as I will instruct my son, David Svi, may he live. But if my son does ask you to give some money for the scribe, do as he asks. In accordance with the salvation that God showers upon us, I will send you more money from Shireen. Salvation is in God's hands. You should send the six new rubles remaining from the original sum to Reb Shimshon, or to Reb Shmelka, may they live, towards what they give my family for living expenses. I'm waiting every day for good news about the merchandise. I already said that if it does arrive there in time for it to reach Teravitzah by Monday, the week of Torah reading Vaitchanan, that would be wonderful. This seems highly unlikely, though. As far as the Sefer Torah is concerned, they should proceed as God's counsel dictates and as I discussed with them. In connection with your own situation, I already wrote you briefly, and at the moment I am too busy and worn out to say anything. Fortify yourself determinedly, though, my son, and believe in everything that our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory said, that every little step that a person takes to remove himself from evil in the direction of good is highly precious to God. Kutei Moharan 2.48 Above all, accustom yourself in the midst of their fierce attacks to keep yourself happy any way you can. Do not be daunted in the slightest. 
Just turn your mind from them completely and get the habit of forgetting, i.e. forget at each moment whatever happened in the previous moment. No matter how serious it was, what's done is done, and everything will turn out for the best. For we have an ancient father who is extremely powerful, and he can turn sins into merits. Just fortify yourself with the utmost determination, and remember that a person in this world must pass over a very narrow bridge. The main thing is not to be afraid at all. Lakutim Haran 2, 48. The Rebbe spoke about this at length. A great deal has already been printed and written, but it is necessary to review it every day. God is great and highly to be praised. God is great and we know absolutely nothing of it. Even when it comes to you people, for there is a phenomenon which transforms everything into good. The words of your father waiting to bring you to joy and to encourage you until you merit complete salvation. Remember too what is written in the Midrash, Bereshit Rabbah 34, 2. When the flax worker knows that his flax is good, he beats it more. The same idea is expressed several times in Midrash Eicha as well. All this is stated there in the words of the Rebbe of blessed memory to teach that a person should be encouraged if he sees that his desires are pursuing him furiously. For from the fact that he is being refined and tested, he knows that there is a great deal for him to attain. It is impossible to explain this in all its facets, especially since our strength and hope rest upon the power of the Elder of Holiness, and thank God we have more than enough to lean on, no matter what. How very abundantly has God bestowed his kindness upon us that we merited to escape from opposing him, God forbid. May God finish well for us. Let us be happy and rejoice in his salvation. Nasan of Hatzadikim. Prayer after reciting Shemot Hatzadikim. May it be your will, Hashem our God and the God of our fathers, that in the merit of all these tzaddikim whom I have, I have mentioned before you, the righteous great masters of Torah, seers, prophets, and tzaddikim, in the merit of their holy names and in the merit of their Torah and the good deeds that they have done before you, that you have compassion upon us in your great mercy. May the light of their holiness be drawn upon us, and may we merit following in their footsteps and walking in their paths. From now on, may we merit, by virtue of their greatness, to return to you in truth and walk before you in the path of the righteous. Inspire all the tzaddikim, both those who I mentioned before you and those hidden tzaddikim in every generation whose names I didn't merit to know, to all as one protect us and speak on our behalf before your throne of glory so you may have pity and compassion on us and sway our hearts to return to you in truth and remove our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh and inspire us to return to you in complete repentance. And may we merit going in the ways of the tzaddikim. May our lot be with them in the world to come in the Garden of Eden and may we not be embarrassed before you. And in the merit of mentioning the names of the tzaddikim, may you fulfill all our requests of you for whatever we need, both materially and spiritually. And may you suspend the laws of nature and safeguard us directly for good, blessing, life, and peace, and draw upon us an abundant flow of good, blessing, life, healing, livelihood, physical health, and all types of good entirely beyond nature. And change the nature of heaven and earth for our benefit in the merit of these awesome tzaddikim whom I have mentioned, since you informed us through your true tzaddikim that mentioning the names of tzaddikim has the power to change the workings of creation and adapt nature for good. For now, we have no one to rely on besides the merit of the holy deceased tzaddikim. 
for the sake of the holy ones who are in the earth, and for the mighty, all my desires are fulfilled in their merit. Merciful God, remember us for the good before you, and recall us for salvation and mercy from the ancient highest heavens. And Hashem our God, remember the love of the ancient ones for us, the merit of all the tzaddikim and righteous ones and holy ones whom I have mentioned before you. In their merit, bring us salvation in any area that we need, physically, emotionally, and financially, in material and in spiritual needs. Inspire us to return to you in complete repentance, and grant us the merit of seeing the revelation of the King Messiah, who should come speedily in our days. And cast our lot with that of the tzaddikim forever. And may we never feel shame, since we place our trust in you, and truly rely on your great kindness. Blessed are you, the support and trust of the prayers too. Prayer number eight. Like a mute dove, I hope for your compassion and for your true salvation. I am like a rose amid the thorns, like a dove in the clefts of the rock and the hidden steps. I have been oppressed by my enemies and persecutors from all sides and directions. But of all of the foes and murderers that stand against me constantly, I have no foe and murderer equal to myself. I myself am the cruelest of the cruel, because I have had no pity on my days and years. I have had no pity on my body, nefesh, ruach, and neshama. I have had no pity on my children and infants, and on all of the generations that are destined to come from me until the end of all generations. Instead, I have transgressed, sinned, and rebelled before you. I have blackened my deeds from my earliest days until now. Woe to me! Woe to my soul! Because of what I have done to myself. If not for your compassion and kindness, I would have been lost in my privation, heaven forbid. What can I say? How can I speak? How can I justify myself? God, you have uncovered my sin. I stand before you in my full guilt. Hashem, you are righteousness, and today I am shamefaced. Hashem, you are righteous. You have done me so many favors, kindnesses, miracles, and wonders, wonders of wonders, each and every day, from the beginning of my life until this day. I am shamefaced because of all the transgressions, sins, offenses, blemishes, evil thoughts, evil fantasies, and polluted deeds that I have committed, and the blemishes that I have caused every day since I began my life upon the earth to this very day. I have a request of you, Hashem, my God and God of my fathers, great in counsel and mighty in deed, who performs great deeds without limit, miracles and wonders without number. You perform new wonders at all times, every day, every hour, and every minute. Rescue me from myself. Help me begin from now on to have true compassion on myself. Help me have compassion on my few days whose number is assessed, numbered, and counted, and which are under your hand, so that I will no longer commit any act against your will, and no longer cause any blemishes at all before you. I have sinned, but I will no longer return to my foolishness. Regaining Holy Mindfulness Give the command, so that all of my holy mindfulness and consciousness that left me, because of my many sins, will be restored to me. Sanctify my mind and consciousness with the greatest holiness in the world. Ultimately, May my consciousness spread out to form a barrier against the desire for sexual wrongdoing. May this desire have no power or force to overcome my mind and thoughts at all. Instead, may I spread out the barriers of my mind and intellect to shield me against this desire, and foreigners will have no control over me at all. May I be truly holy and pure. 
with ultimate holiness and self-restraint in true accordance with your goodwill, godly honor, prophecy, and healing. And so, Hashem, grant honor to your nation, praise to those who fear you, robust hope to those who seek you, and the ability to pray to those who turn to you. Through us, may your great honor always increase. May the glory of holiness be drawn down, increased, raised high and elevated in the world until, as a result of the revelation of the glory of holiness, an outflow of prophecy will pour down into the world. Restore the flow of prophecy that had left us because of our sins. May the verse soon be realized, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Draw unto us and unto your entire nation, the house of Israel, wisdom, might, and holy wealth, until we will all deserve to receive the flow of prophecy in your presence. In your vast compassion, have compassion on us. Heal us completely of all our wounds, illnesses, and pains. Quickly send complete healing from heaven to all of the sick of your nation, the house of Israel, and in particular to Hebrew name, the son or daughter of mother's Hebrew name. God, please heal him or her among the other sick of your nation, the Jewish people, a healing of the spirit and the healing of the body. We have no hope or expectation of any natural healing at all. Rather, we hope in you alone, because you are the healer of the undeserving, the true healer. Heal us, Hashem, and we will be healed. Save us, and we will be saved, for you are our praise.